0: Welcome to the Model Vegas Show, where we talk with locals in the community to highlight one of my favorite things about Vegas, its people. Hey everybody and welcome to the Model Vegas Show on the Vegas Video Network. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I am grateful and excited to be here today. What is the Mod All Vegas show? Well, it's a place where you'll discover that Vegas is more than the Strip, where we'll meet some cool people and hopefully we'll learn a thing or two. Today's guest, wait for it, wait for it, is me. Since I am your host, I think it's important for you to get to know me a little better. Everyone has a story and I want to tell you mine today. Let me take you back to 1987, when I was eight years old in Pasadena, California. My mother yelled from the kitchen, Maral, hurry up, you're going to be late for school. I didn't hear her because I was sitting on the toilet, falling asleep. Suddenly, the house started shaking. A 5.9 magnitude earthquake I was awake now. My mom grabbed me and we huddled underneath the dining room table with my grandparents, as if that was going to save us. We survived, but the earthquake frightened my family so much that they decided to stay with our relatives on the East Coast permanently. Before we started a new life in Worcester, Massachusetts, I was a very energetic kid, always finding creative ways to keep myself busy. I loved entertaining, I had this little tape recorder, and I would record myself singing songs, telling stories, and interviewing everyone. I was obsessed with a show called Star Search. When I was four years old, I confidently told my mother that I wanted to be a singer, so my mom bought me a piano to bring my musical side to life. I took lessons and I played in recitals. I was fearless. In Pasadena, I went to a private Armenian school because my mom wanted me to connect my culture and my heritage. I didn't think moving to Massachusetts would really change anything, but actually I was more excited to be with my cousins. It wasn't until my first day in third grade that I felt the magnitude of being in a new place. I was a quirky, bilingual Armenian girl with an accent, first-generation American. There were no other Armenians at this school and a very small number of other minorities. I did not fit. I was bullied, teased, and called all kinds of names like thunder thighs, and motor mouth. One day, a boy in my class named Robert slapped my back so hard that I had red marks when I came home from school. I switched schools in the middle of sixth grade after begging my mom, but the bullying didn't end there because junior high was right around the corner. On the school bus, an older girl named Joanne punched me right in the face. No one there did anything about it including the bus driver. Every day, I tried to find ways to cope with the pain, but instead, I became rebellious. I understand now that it was my cry out for help. One day, uh, my guidance counselor was scolding me for being disruptive in class. He said, I was destined to be a follower and that I would never be a leader when I grew up. Guidance counselor. Did I mention that? I was only 13 years old. The bullying continued into high school. See, your freshman year is supposed to be a fresh start, but mine didn't feel that way. A senior boy named Jamie spread awful rumors about me and left me humiliated and embarrassed. I never told anyone what was happening and I just continued to be rebellious. I flunked my entire freshman year in high school. I didn't care anymore, and I was sent to live with my uncle and my aunt who would keep a close eye on me. My sophomore, junior, and senior year, I took extra credit classes and summer programs to graduate with my classmates on time. A few years later, I graduated with my BA focused on TV production and then my MBA a few years after that. But even with these accomplishments, I always had a cloud hanging over my head. Even though my family taught me to be strong and not to give bozos like Robert, Joanne, and Jamie my power, it got the best of me. I talked myself down about singing because I didn't think that I was good enough. I never pursued a career in the industries that I was most passionate about. My self-esteem was damaged and I became so comfortable with the noises in my head telling me that I would never follow my dreams. I was stuck. I carried those feelings into adulthood. The lingering effects of bullying don't go away just because you grow up. I moved to Las Vegas in 2012. Vegas was very different, and it wasn't because of the casinos and the gambling and the bright lights. I know that's what you were thinking. It was a city full of diverse people from all over the world, a city full of trendsetters and outside-the-box thinkers impacting the local scene. There was a sense of community and culture that was unexpected. I met so many warm, kind, and supportive people who were all working towards their dreams. For the first time in my life, I was in a judgment-free zone where my uniqueness and talents were welcomed and celebrated. I was inspired. Being here woke up something inside me, a curiosity, a sense of longing to discover who I was. There was magic in the air and I couldn't ignore it. I felt hope from seeing others living their truth. One day, I did a Google search. Voice lessons in Las Vegas. The Academy of Diva Arts popped up with a phone number for Susan Diane Howell. I called her and she invited me to her studio for a consultation. She asked me to be prepared with a song to sing. I was so nervous. I felt like there was a brick inside my stomach, but my gut was telling me, just go. And when I was done singing for her that day, she looked at me and said you are a diva in the making you have potential and you are moldable she believed in me and just like that i started believing in myself i started taking voice lessons for the first time in my life it took time and hours of practicing but with each lesson my voice grew stronger one day susan told me that everybody's voice is so unique that it can never be replicated. Wait, my voice was one of a kind? This changed my perspective completely. With each lesson, Susan planted little seeds of wisdom inside me and I grew more confident. I started performing for my mom and all her friends I started believing that singing could actually be a part of my life. That little fearless girl was back. A few years later, I experienced my own personal earthquake. I was laid off from my cushiony corporate job after four years. Now this is coming from someone who's been consistently employed since I was 16 years old, even throughout college. This was the first time in my adult life that I was without income. Insult to injury here, I was also experiencing issues with my voice. It would come and go easily on occasion, and I struggled to speak sometimes. I went to a specialist, and I found out that I had two nodules on each vocal cord. For those who don't know, nodules are like calluses that develop in the midpoint of your vocal folds. I was told that surgery could permanently damage my voice, so instead I received official doctor's orders to stop singing for as long as it took to heal. It was the scariest time in my life. I had no sense of security and no way to express myself. My inner voice was mute. But I had something new the freedom to choose what I wanted. I did some soul searching, because I was determined to find out what else could give me the same kind of joy that singing did. So I did what any normal trendsetter would do. I started a TV show about Vegas. (laughs) I wanted to just show the world my city. But another earthquake was in store. I realized that I had a lot to learn because technology had changed quite a bit since I was in school. We weren't using, look familiar, VHS tapes anymore. (laughs) We actually had little computers in our pockets. So, for the next three years, I did countless hours of research on how to produce a show. I posted ads everywhere looking for the right people to work with, and I sat in coffee shops for days interviewing potential collaborators. I worked with producers, writers, videographers, and editors. I organized events to promote my show. I reached out to anyone that could mentor, coach, and influence me in a positive direction. I learned how to create content, engage with people on social media, how digital media works and the importance of it, especially in today's world. I kept myself accountable by journaling and I filled up three. I had a radio show for one year, I interviewed over a hundred people, and I produced my first TV show and aired it on the Mount TV network. Then I took everything that I learned and I started a small business offering digital media services to other businesses. Then guess what happened? My voice came back. So then I posted ads everywhere looking for guitarists. I practiced and learned hundreds of cover songs. I even wrote a song and performed it. I sang at local venues, bars, senior facilities, and I actually got paid for it. Oh, and I did something on my bucket list. I flew to Philly by myself and I tried out for the voice. I didn't make it, but that's okay. I did it for the curious five-year-old inside me that loved Star Search. And today, I'm here with you on my first episode of the Model Vegas show. Maya Angelou said, stand up straight and realize who you are. I reconnected with the little girl who was fearless, and she gave me no choice but to keep going. Now I am living my truth without fear. And the reason I didn't do it sooner is because I allowed others to dim my light. So, <clears throat> if you've been putting your dreams on hold, just know that you do have the power to change it. So, find your voice. <laughs> People are always going to judge you. People are judging me right now. So, what? We only have one life be fearless. Don't allow anyone in the world to convince you that you are not good enough. Know your uniqueness. You are valued, loved, and capable. Reach out. Seek advice from people who you look up to and who are positive. Be vulnerable. Having moments of vulnerability doesn't mean that you are weak. It means that you're human. Hug someone. Be kind. Do something nice for someone just because. And last but not least, say something. By the way, bullying doesn't stop when we graduate. For me, bullying continued into the workplace. According to a 2007 WBI Zogbezer survey, survey, 49% of American workers reported they have been affected by workplace bullying. So say something. If you see it or experience it, tell someone. And if that person isn't helping, then go tell someone else. At times, I jokingly tell Susan that she's actually been my life coach. A couple years ago, she gave me these cards that I always hold on to. I want you to always remember these two words no matter what. You choose. You choose to hold the cards. You choose to believe in yourself. You choose your strength. You can run from life's earthquakes or you can choose to stand on solid ground. The question is, what will you choose? That wraps up my episode, guys. Thank you so much. But before we go, I have a very special announcement that I'd like to make. It is my mother's birthday today. So happy birthday, mom. I love you. I love you. Love you. You are my rock. Thank you so much for watching. Join me again in August for a new episode of the Maral Vegas show. Don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms at Maral Vegas to find out more about my show, my guests, and so much more. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at info at Also, be sure to tell your friends The Model Vegas Show can be found in any of the following places. iTunes, Audio and Video, give us a 5-star review. Roku, 83,000 plus channel installs. YouTube, give us a thumbs up. And share with your friends, of course. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Chromecast, Apple, Google, and Fire TV. Google Play, Twitter, Facebook, any RSS reader, and of course the Vegas Video Network at VegasVideonetwork.com. See you soon. Thank you. Bye.